0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy, the TDN Podcast. Podcast. Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians.
0: Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast, Paige Damakos, Jake Arians, and Jamie Eisner. We officially have one game in the books, Thursday Night Football. Jake almost got it right exactly on the line, on the money, so he's going to get a little bragging rights starting off uh, the season 1-0. and And we're going to talk about the Clyde Edwards Hilaire train that is now fully off the rails and just, just, I don't even know, everybody's the conductor of this train. It's, it, it was a amazing debut for Clyde Edwards Lair as the chiefs take down the Texans 34 20. And it was never really that close. Uh, there's some garbage time points towards the end there, but it was, it was put away and put away pretty quickly. Um, and never really, the Texans never really got going after the first quarter. So Jake, let's talk about this game first. I want, I want you to discuss, before we get into the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire hype, you wrote a piece on the Draft Network about Deshaun Watson and what you wanted to see from him this season. You wanted him to see him take a step forward, some of the question marks you had, considering the fact they traded away their number one option on offense. And I think tonight, a lot of the questions you brought up seem to be um, even more in question now after that first game.
1: Yeah, I'm not jumping ship after week one. I think a lot of offenses are going to take some time to find their footing, but there's no way to me that they're going to be better without Hopkins in there. I just, they've got more weapons. Technically. Yes. And the ball is supposed to be spread out. They looked okay when it was scripted early when they had to start making adjustments on the fly. He struggled. He still takes way too many sacks. It's still too much backyard basketball in a football setting and not what the defense has given them. Now, Kansas city, I said, the defense is better they're getting better in year two of Spagnuolo. Uh, they got better throughout the season last year. They, they played pretty well, but they had a secondary that an MVP candidate quarterback should have been able to expose, and he couldn't at all, all night. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got a ton of stuff thrown at him. He adjusted very easily, had a nice solid night, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, really was never in question. Uh, but the stuff that I wrote about in the piece, just, you know, that there cannot be those – not every play is a Jordan-esque moment. Take what the defense is going to give you, or I don't see this offense really taking flight. I don't see this team being very good. I still, I'm still on that train after watching them play. But he can't try to make every play every single time. It's just – he's never going to get to an MVP cal- caliber like that.
0: Yeah, and not sustainable, right? I think some of the times where you're watching him and I'm going cringing, right, a little bit as I'm watching him and I'm hoping it doesn't turn into an injury. But a lot of the the things that people are reacting to and getting exciting about these jump throws and these things that he's doing that are – borderline you know people call spectacular it's almost stupid though I mean because it's not it's not proper it's not what he's supposed to be doing as a quarterback he's not really evolving in the way that he needs to and those plays are not sustainable and that was kind of your point as you went through this page is
1: evolving he's not evolving as a quarterback between the ears playing the game pre-snap when I say between the ears it's all pre-snap it's not he's adjusting to what happens during snap and he's spectacular that has to be part of his game But he has to get better pre-snap of where he's going with the ball quickly. Get it out of his hands. Like I said, it was okay when it was scripted. Once Mm -hmm. the script was over, man, they looked like a completely different team, and he looked like a completely different quarterback that was not ready for this game.
2: Watson salvaged his fantasy day with that late-rushing touchdown, but I think there were three throws in particular I want to highlight that illustrate the concern that, that Jake and Paige have both highlighted here. There were two throws in the first half, both um, about 25, 30 yards down the field on each sideline where Watson had plenty of time in the pocket and looked like he was feeling pressure that didn't exist. And both times he throws it over Will Fuller's head over to the sideline, even though he has a little bit of space between two defenders. And then there's the interception play. And I know if, it's easy to blame Titus Howard on that play, but that's not his fault. Deshaun Watson I- invites extra pressure there by holding onto the ball longer and longer and longer instead of getting the, stepping up in the pocket or making that throw a little bit quicker. It ends in that basically, uh, as I believe what the joke was, like a, a fair catch punt interception that gets taken back inside the 20. Those three throws in particular bothered me because there was he one was one other pressured. one,
1: Jamie, to your point, which is a great point. The long throw he hits Fuller in the second half yeah. was a walk-in touchdown that he underthrows big time, that he almost falls down when he catches it. An elite-caliber quarterback, MVP, knows he's going there pre-snap because that's how they, they drew it up, and it was wide open. And he underthrows it to the point where it's, yep. it's a nice game, but it's not a walk-in touchdown.
2: It's a great point. And, and I think those throws illustrate the main issue tonight was that even when Watson was not under pressure, he wasn't making the big-time throws. that you need to in general, but particularly when you're playing an offense as explosive as Kansas City. Uh, and I think – the offensive line had its issues, don't don't get me wrong, but he didn't make the throws when the offensive line held up. And I think that was the biggest concern for me. And it's I, we, I know we have a lot of excuses. Um, I know there's a lot of things that always get brought up when it comes to that offensive line in Houston that's not quite as bad as people think. But he had to make those throws tonight, and he was not able to make those throws. Patrick Mahomes did, and like he always does. And even though it wasn't even that great of a Patrick Mahomes night, he was good, but it, well, this wasn't Patrick Mahomes. In he just coasted.
1: Yeah, he didn't have to be. It was just solid. They ran it down their throats. And Patrick Mahomes could just play second fiddle to Clyde Edwards Elaire
0: yeah. And the the thing that, and I'm sure you guys will not be surprised as I sit here in my Bears shirt. Um, listen, I I understand that the Bears deserve criticism for draft picks and everything, but it's amazing to me that Deshaun Watson escapes all criticism and the Bears get heaped upon Every little detail in Trubisky, no matter what he does, every little detail is seen as negative. I'm sorry, I didn't see a spectacular quarterback playing for the Texans tonight. No, I didn't you see, see a, that a lot
1: from him. He just he, he escapes the criticism for some reason. I'll be shocked if Trubisky doesn't outplay Watson this weekend.
0: Shocked? It, he wasn't. He wasn't good. He will. Yeah. And I, I, he, this was not a good game from Deshaun Watson. And I understand he salvaged, as Jamie said, his fantasy day, but those were garbage
1: real life football. Well, we watched That's exactly right. Was ugly. Yes. 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 And they're not very good. At the end of the day, people no. they are not very good. He has to try to make every play, which is going to end up biting him in the ass.
2: And I think the other point that needs to be made about and I think why I highlighted those those four throws that three I highlighted, one to Jake in particular, was because those were the rare opportunities tonight where Deshaun Watson actually tried to go down the field. They did not even attempt and even again, even with a clean pocket at times, did not try to attempt to go down the field. Uh, if anybody watched the NBC pre-show, you you could see a couple of the analysts trying to twist themselves into notch, trying mm-hmm. to pretend that uh, that somehow losing DeAndre Hopkins was going to be a good thing for this offense. And Tony Dungy's like, <laughs> "You're you're crazy. I don't know what you guys are talking about."
1: Uh, that was a great point by Tony, though. I, I, <laughs> I, I would trade myself before I trade Marvin Harrison.
2: Yes, I, I just it's, <laughs> I don't
1: agree with you much, Tony. But I like that one.
2: The ridiculousness was was out of control with that. But you see that that initially right now where he's not going down the field. He doesn't have that safety blanket that Jake talked about in his article and on the podcast earlier this week. He, When that option isn't there, when that first read, I know every 50-50 ball is a 75-25 ball, isn't there, he's not spreading the ball around. I think the announcers did a really good job later in the game talking about how why wasn't Randall Cobb a little bit more involved in this offense until that that one nice play he had in the fourth quarter. I, I mean, Fuller got, his, uh, Fuller got his work in, but Stills was used here and there. Cobb wasn't used very much. It was just – it was an odd game for them. And if this is the way this offense is going to operate going forward, they're not going to win many football games, even against teams that are not as good as Kansas City.
1: They did have a highlight, and that was David Johnson. looked like the David Johnson of old. If he can stay oh. healthy, he could be some, a fantasy steal for a lot of people. Um, he looked damn good. I was, I was happy to see him look healthy. Although, for a minute there, he was talking to the trainer, and I was like, oh, God, here we go. Uh, but he looked good.
0: Yeah. I mean, between these 11 rushes, 77 yards and three, he gets, he ends up with a hundred yards total over the day, uh, three receptions for 32 yards. He had moments of, of DJ, right. And early on um, it happened multiple times where we watched him cut a couple of times and I'm watching, I'm going, now that's the guy I know. That's the guy, that's the guy that you bought into. That's the guy you really like. But again, you got to see it for more than just one week. Yeah, but, but the game
1: flow dictated they went away from it. I like the game plan. Their script game plan, that first drive that they went down to score on, I like it. was it. really good. Yeah. They, they play action to him. They tried to hit him on a screen, some of that kind of stuff. They had him and Duke Johnson in together. I liked all that. He wasn't the star tonight, though. I'm, we're not going to keep going without talking about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire.
0: No. Come we're, on, we're, give it to We're, we're, we're going to talk about him.
1: Four we're, touchdowns tonight, if they had any any short yardage packages whatsoever, they were awful on the goal line. I,
0: I, for sure. I do want to mention Will Fuller had himself a pretty good night with eight receptions and 112 yards, and he was airmailed a couple of times. So if he gets a couple of these other throws, it, it was good to see him. We know that he can be that guy. Uh, it's just usually the injury concerns that we worry about. So let's he's see proving if Proving he can be continues that guy Tonight
1: was a good step towards proving he can be that guy. It was the yeah, first time cons- he's ever had to be Batman, and he looked pretty yeah. the- different.
0: Yeah, it was a good. I think if you if you drafted him, you were happy uh, with this first performance. But Jane, ignoring was,
1: my boy, Paige. I we're know, ignoring my boy.
0: Uh, we're not ignoring him. He's gonna get talked about on every damn fantasy show for an as hour. As he should be. He's gonna, he's gonna get plenty of freaking time. Okay, Clyde edwards hilaire as Jay, as as Jake is saying so eloquently over there. Uh, Twenty-five rushes, one hundred and thirty-eight yards, five and a whoa, half. Whoa,
1: whoa. How many? How many, touches? How many touches, Jamie?
0: 25 touches. All
1: 25. right. Five. There we go. Over the 14. Is over over yeah. 14. And no catches, by the way. He going no. yeah. a PPR monster, and he had zero catches.
0: Yeah, that's uh, some big boy numbers to start off the season. So, uh, Mr. Mr. Hilaire over there, Jay, go ahead. Drive the train. Talk about his performance tonight.
1: The kid looked phenomenal. I'm giving Coleccio Simili some freaking love before I give Hilaire any more love. New signing in the offseason with uh, DuVernay Tardif. God bless him up there saving people in Canada from COVID. Uh, he stepped out. It was a big signing for them. And Coletio Assembly is a road-grading dog. Going back to our conversation with Willie Colon, and he looked like it tonight. He was opening holes for the little man. Now, talking about the little man, Jamie hit the nail on the head with Darrell Williams. He played on third down. He played in the shotgun a ton. He played in two minutes. It ain't lasting very long. Because the difference between him and Hilaire on the field together, it was, it was, it was night and day. Williams is okay. Hilaire's a freaking monster. And if they have Absolutely. any concerns about picking up the blocks, he needs to spend some extra time watching film. Because I don't think it's going to be an, an effort thing with him. A lot of guys don't want to stick their face in there. I don't think that's going to be a thing with him. But, my God, in space, he, we didn't even see him in space. We saw him between the freaking tackles. They didn't even get him out. I thought they were going to scheme up a couple throws for him. And that's how he was going to get in the end zone. I picked him to get in two. He could have four.
2: Yeah. I, I'm i going to just call him Sir Edwards E. Lair for his performance. <laughs> his, uh, look, I thought he would look like this in week eight, week nine, week 10. I did not expect his NFL debut to be this dynamic. And I think more importantly, running between the tackles and running through contact, his ability – I mean, he looked like, uh, you know, Clyde Jones Drew out there. I mean, he really I did. Sure. I mean – I just his ability to he's running through arm tackles he's running through contact even when he's getting stopped at the goal line I mean he is pushing hard that is something that I was really excited to see and once the Chiefs are a little bit more confident in his pass blocking abilities to Jake's point he will then be on the field in those situations and will get a lot more looks they did not send him on a ton of routes I think he only got two total targets in the game no catches but. I I, there's nothing but superlatives to say about that performance from him. I I thought he, he looked shifty. His cuts were crisp. He ran through every arm tackle that they tried to put on him. Uh, Just what a phenomenal performance by him. And once, like we said, once they get a little bit more confident that he's going to stand in there. And again, as Jake said, it's not an effort issue. It's a technique issue. Once they get comfortable with him in there on third downs and blocking from Mahomes, watch out because he's going to be a 25 plus touch guy every single week.
1: Yeah. I think it's just going to be an experience thing. I think I mean Darrell Williams is going to play until Clyde gets that experience because it's not really a technique or a, a stick your face in there thing. He just got to get the experience of seeing some different blitzes from the NFL teams. But yeah, I mean I, I see him. If you took him and you were one of these people that jumped on the train, I took him in the second round of one draft, so I'm ecstatic. If you took him at five, six, seven, eight, I, I think you're going to be okay. I mean this was this was week one. I was against a pretty bad defense, but. It's, I think, it's, I all, I say, it's okay all I want to say. all I want to I'm not, yes. not over-hyping the train. No. This thing could have been one of the highest point totals of the year in week one. He could have yes. four touchdowns. He had five carries from the one-yard line.
0: Yeah.
1: It didn't get any of them. The one touchdown he had was spectacular. But he didn't get any of them from the one-yard line. I mean, what could have been a four-touchdown night?
2: I know. I'm shocked I didn't have the over in this game, considering how many times he got stopped at the one. Um, It's just (laughs) uh, – I I, I don't know what more you could say. This was was as good of a debut as you could have expected. Gets you, what, 19.8 fantasy points. Uh, Just this absolutely phenomenal debut. I still wouldn't have taken him top five. I know the hype's now. is like I still wouldn't have taken him top five overall, but – uh, you're, you're going to be very happy. If you took him in the back half of the first round or early round two, I had him in an early round two grade. You're going to be thrilled. Uh, there's nothing but great things to say about this. He's, of course, he's not going to have this graded performance every single week, but I don't know what – there were no holes to poke in his game tonight. There really weren't.
1: From a football point of view, as we get into picking these games here in a minute, guys, don't overthink it. The Chiefs are better on offense. They're better on defense. They're better than them on special teams, and it all showed in week one. They were also more ready to play. They weren't putting in a new offense, right? But this gives them a new dimension. I mean, mm-hmm. Damian Williams was spectacular in the freaking Super Bowl, but that's the only time we've ever seen them semi-balanced. If they want to come out and try to run a little bit in the first half and get things going and then try to get – by
2: the way, Jamie, is Sammy Watkins going to be a thing, dude? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I, I, here's, remember here's what the I reason said reason a week I ago? No. I said I would need 15 no. weeks of it, and I no. still will not be sure in week
1: 16. No. I'm not doing it. We're not doing it. Bro, I only need it. two or three weeks. Here's why last last year in week one he had the highest point total of the year right it was all schemed up for him they were big time touchdowns none of his catches were supposed to go to him they were second and third reads other than like maybe one or two the touchdown they threw to him was just to get him another touchdown because he got called yeah. back if he's going to be a secondary piece that's going to catch six or seven balls a week he might be something we're talking about mark my words it's going to be a few weeks i'm sitting wait too i'm just saying I'm bringing it up now because we're gonna talk about it again before this is all before September's over with. We're gonna talk about Sammy Watkins again.
0: There's a deep sigh that's happening. I'm going to very quickly change course before this turns into an unrealistic version of Sammy Watkins that I buy myself into.
1: So Paige, what I say about his shoes last year. He was wearing some <laughs> flipping high tops. He was wearing some speed cleats tonight. That means the foot's feeling better. That's good. I'm just saying I noticed things. We're gonna talk about him again. I hope- so this is all said and done.
2: I hope he is. He is a tremendous talent. Nobody's ever, since the second he stepped on a football field, has ever questioned Sammy Watkins' talent. It's been his health and it's been consistency. And it would be phenomenal for the Chiefs offense if Sammy Watkins can stay healthy and be a consistent, in this case, number three option for Patrick. Yeah, they're
1: they're giant ifs. But tonight I was impressed because last year it was never that second, third option when when he's making his reads. It was tonight. It was different
2: and I still think long-term Nicole Hardman is just going to be a gadget type player. Like, I don't think he's ever going to be a consistent, I mean, he's just not a complete wide receiver. He's going to have some big games. We talked about him as a maybe best ball candidate, but you're going to need that reliable option. And it's not Nicole Hardman.
0: No, it's not. Okay guys, we, we, we officially get to kick off uh, going into all of the lines for this Sunday's slate of games. So thanks to our friends over at Bet Online. If you want to check those out, go to BetOnline.ag, and you can check out all the lines and get in on the action for this upcoming weekend. We will start with the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. So the Miami Dolphins going on the road to play New England. New England is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Jamie, this one surprises me a little bit um just in the amount that is uh being given to new england and maybe it's because i am not buying into cam and maybe it's because i watched miami go into new england last year when it mattered and and took one uh later on in the season i'm just not really buying this line where are you sitting on this one
2: I've gone back and forth a few times. My, con- my concern here for Miami is Parker's banged up. He's going to play most likely, but he's not going to be at full speed. Um, I, this is the time I think – it's weird because I have these conflicting thoughts on this because September is usually the time where you can catch New England. It almost – I mean, that's the time they go up there. They're trying – Belichick's getting really creative on both sides of the ball, trying new things. But I also look at them this year and I said, this is as healthy as Cam Newton's ever going to be. So I – I'm gonna take Patriots my six and a half. I don't love it, but I think with Parker being banged up, I'm concerned about the best pass catching options being also Josecki, who's hurt hurt a little bit, and Preston Williams. They don't really have another option right there. I think this is as good as Cam is probably gonna look all year. He's healthy, he hasn't played a minute. We haven't seen what he has left. I think this is going to be, I don't think this is a blowout by any means. And if this was above seven, I would have gone the other way, but I'm going to take Patriots my six and a half, but this is not a game I'm particularly fond of betting this week.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go. I'm not the Patriots winning, but I got them winning by a field goal and their new kicker, whoever that is. Uh, Steven Goskowski gone after Vinatieri was there forever. Um, I'm going 27, 24. I think they get it done. I think, I, almost, I mean, I really wanted to pick the Dolphins. You mentioned Giuseppe and Devontae Parker banged up. And Devontae Parker lit them on fire in week 17 last year. Um, but what I just talked about, let's go with what we know. They're running the same offense. They're running the same – well, they're not running the same offense. They're running Changany's offense. But it should be as much simpler version of what they had last year. They're running the same defense. We don't know what we're getting from the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I, I got no flipping clue what I'm getting from the Patriots. Uh, so to cover six and a half in week one against a team that beat your ass in week seventeen last year. I'm gonna take them to win, but not to cover.
0: Okay. I'm um, I'm with you. I tend to lean. Um I'm just not buying into New England without Tom Brady until I see it. There's I think there's a lot of question marks there. Uh especially I love all seeing... Jamie's
1: points, by the way. Sorry to cut of course. you off. I love Jamie's points. I right, like, this. Close is game. the healthiest Cam Newton we're gonna get. This yes. is you're they're gonna this is the only chance they're gonna have to surprise anybody with what they throw on the field.
2: I know yep. I know we could we could watch like the Owen 16 Lions play the Owen 16 Browns and be happy with it given what we have what we have gone through as a sports community over the last several months. But week 1 has a lot of really good games and games like this are flying under the radar. Like there are a lot of games I look back and go you know, everybody's talking about the big games. We'll get to the New Orleans, uh, Tampa Bay games, the night games. This is another one that's like might not catch the average fan's attention, but it's going to be extremely fascinating because both these teams have a good chance of winning that division. That's a wide-open division. Miami beat their ass like we said there last year. First game with Cam Newton. I just, I'm just i excited to watch this game. I'm not excited to bet this game. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Not one okay. of the ones on my radar this week. Yeah, which by definitely – Hopefully you started one and zero and bet on the Kansas city and the under teaser, uh, that I, I wrote about for the DraftNetwork.com and teased on the show, uh, on Wednesday, because you would be one and know to start the football season.
0: That or hopefully accurate. just listen to
2: me and you'll still be one and know. Sorry. That's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hopefully you listen to all, hopefully Damn. you listen to one of them and went one and zero. uh, all right, moving on Cleveland Browns going on the road to play the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are a touchdown favorite at home to start the season off. Jake, I'll go to you first here. Uh, Seven-point favorite, you are on the record saying in a bold take segment that you said the Baltimore Ravens not make the postseason this year. Does it begin with a punch in the mouth from Baker Mayfield on the road?
1: It does. I'm picking the Browns 27-24. Not only I have them covering, I have them winning the game.
0: Let's go. I feel
1: good about them covering now. Jamie, is this one of the lines that moved?
2: Yeah, this was – I wanted this so bad. This was Cleveland plus eight and a half before kickoff tonight, and I was all over that. Wow. And I, then I thought I heard something
1: about nine or something like a day or two yeah. ago. And I was like, no, that can't be right.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm so mad because I was all over that eight and a half.
1: Look, uh, they went there last year and hit him in the mouth. T- timing was weird. It was different. But I think this Brown going to have success around the ball. I think Baker's going to play action off of that. I think Stefanski's got a really nice play in in store for them. And I think this defense is more equipped to handle what they're going to get from the Ravens than they were last year. I think they cover that, but I got to win in the game. I think it all starts right here. They're going to go hit them in the mouth, and they're going to make their run, see what happens.
2: I have the Browns covering as well. Uh, I still wanted to hit eight and a half, more than seven. to Give me a little bit extra juice there. Uh, I'm not going quite as bold to say the Browns win, but I do think this is going to be a very close game. I think the Browns are going to run it down their throat. I think we're going to be, we're going to see the Kevin Stefanski uh, offense that at a full extent, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. Uh, And I want to see Lamar Jackson's counterpunch again. This is the same conversation we had a year and a week ago coming off of that playoff loss. They were able to do it in the regular season last year. What does is, what is Greg Roman and company have in store this year? So I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, I do not think that this is going to be that much of a spread. And I, I wonder if Sharp betters thought the same thing for that line to shift that much over a few hours.
0: Yeah, that's a massive shift. So I'm very interested in that one. Um, would, be, would be a hell of a kickoff to the NFL season if Baker goes into – into baltimore and 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 <laughs> wins that football game um as i as i have said i root for chaos and that would create some chaos all right the new york jets going on the road to play the buffalo bills the buffalo bills are six and a half point favorites couple of big lines to start things off here jamie you first you picking buffalo to cover that spread
2: reluctantly yes uh this game always low-key sucks like the last few Jets-Bills games have been – and I know the one in Week 17, the Bills didn't play their starters. I get that. But these games have been an abomination on the eyes for the most part. But the, Bill, the Bills have an advantage here where I, I think that the Jets secondary is garbage. And I want to see how they use these new weapons. I think having John Brown and Stephon Diggs both as weapons for Josh Allen should lead to a big game for him. Sam Darnold still, is, even though he was a little bit better last year, was still not as good on the road as he is at home. Um, I, I to me, this is a game where I think the Bills defense can take over. Josh Allen does enough on limited pass attempts with some deep options to both John Brown and Stephon Diggs to get this uh, touchdown victory. But these games are always like just brutal to watch, at least the last few have been.
1: Yeah, I agree, Jamie. I got 27-20. I got him barely covering that. But I got the Bills getting it done. I also think it's going to be a big setup for Stephon Diggs fantasy owners for the year. I think he's going to have a big week one. And then I think he's going to spike every other week I, I don't and you're not going to know when it's coming but I agree with you I, I think him and John Brown both go off in this game I don't think they run it a ton I think Josh Allen plays really well and it sets up a lot of fantasy owners in that in that regard too um, I just don't think the Jets have enough to get it done I think the 20 I'm giving them is is like a late push to get back in it but I think they're down 14 in the fourth quarter
2: yeah, and the, the I know Josh Allen hasn't played great against the Jets the last couple times, but the Jets are really bad against outside wide receivers. Their best corners, Brian Poole in the slot. Uh, I I just think I just think they're going to be able to get done here. I think Buffalo's got that those aspirations. They're better on both sides of the ball right now. Uh, I'm going to go with them.
0: All right, guys. Moving on. Las Vegas Raiders going on the road to play the Carolina Panthers. The road team is the favorite here. The Raiders are a three-point favorite, Jake, going into Carolina. Carolina picked to be uh, potentially one of the bottom feeders of the NFL this year. Do you have the Raiders going on the road uh, to win this football game?
1: Well, it took us four games for me to pick the line dead on, Okay. Uh, of of course. I had the Raiders win in 24-21. So I'm going to change that to 24-20 so they cover. Okay. I I don't love it because all of their weapons are rookies and Josh Jacobs is their main duty the second year. Uh, but I love Josh Jacobs. I love that they're going to be able to play action off of that. I think Waller has a big game and kind of set same thing I just said about the Jets. I think Waller sets up a lot of people for his fantasy year too with a big week one. Look, the Carolina Panthers might end up being six or seven wins. They might end up with two. We have no idea what we're seeing from the Carolina Panthers. Period, end of story. They have nine new defensive starters, new coaches everywhere. I don't know what I'm going to see from this offense. The Raiders' defense was sneaky good last year, and the secondary that was young and banged up is back and healthy. I'm expecting big thing from Abrams, who got hurt in the first game last year. He's just a dog on that defense. It's a tone setter. Uh, but I know what I'm getting for the most part, even though the Raiders were counting on some rookies. I have no clue what I'm getting from the Carolina fan.
2: There is so much money on the Raiders in this game. It's stupid. Uh, sharp money public money part of it's because of where they play now uh i, I think the raiders cut win and cover because i just the, the carolina's defense is awful I, I just think they don't think they're gonna stop them i think josh jacobs has a field day i agree darren waller has a field day uh i think henry ruggs is gonna get two or three really big plays that might be what his season looks like but two or three big plays from him might be all you need uh i think the raiders are enough here this, this game has like every single red flag you would think of for me for, for Las Vegas. It's, it's a West Coast team going to the Eastern time zone for an early kickoff, rookie wide receiver weapons, all that stuff. Uh, I've dubbed this the check down bowl in the show with Derek Carr <laughs> and Teddy Bridgewater. But I just – I don't know how Carolina gets enough defensive stops in this game. I, I just can't see it. There's, there, if John Green and that game offense game? can't scheme up points against this Carolina team, they're just not going to. What do you think of McCaffrey in this game? Um, I, I mean, I, I, I like kind of like
1: tempered my expectations a little bit. I don't a think it's going to his monster games. I think he's probably okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're still going to check it down to him when they're down 14 and they're running no huddle offense for most of the fourth quarter. So I just, he's going to get his.
1: Uh, I think I it's. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 same thing, kind of garbage yard, just kind of what yeah. I've got garbage points. But I think he's still going to be. He's you know, still going to get his. 25, yeah.
0: He's uh, hopefully for me as uh, as the Christian McCaffrey owner amongst the bunch. All right, the Seattle Seahawks going on the road to play the Atlanta Falcons. We talked about this one. Um, on an earlier podcast about some excitement with the offensive firepower here with Rosa Wilson and and Matt Ryan. I think this could end up being a really exciting football game. Jake, the Seahawks are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. I'll let you kick things off here. Are you going to pick the Seahawks going on the road, who tend to uh, tend to struggle sometimes going on the road for these early kickoffs?
1: Man, I really wanted to pick the Falcons, and then I remembered how mm-hmm. bad their defense is. <laughs> uh, I I'm going to go with the Seahawks 31-27 and what I think is going to be the most exciting shootout of the weekend. I think it's going to be a lot like the Seahawks Buccaneers last year, where it was back and forth, touchdowns, big plays. But I think they're just going to – I think they're going to abandon their normal game plan of running it that much because I think Russell Wilson going to have a monster day on the secondary.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm going with Seattle here. Uh, I would, you know, if you have a, a reasonable number, like minus 135 or something like that, I would just pay for the money line versus the two and a half points, which is available in a lot of places. Uh, BetOnline had that one earlier. Uh, it shifted a little bit from two to two and a half, so I'm not sure how much that money line shifted. Um, I also like the over in this game, over 49. Uh, I think that's that's one that's not a lock of the week for me, but that went just underneath my locks of the week. That's probably the best one that isn't. Uh, This is going to be a shootout. Both these defenses are going to struggle against each other, but I like Seattle's secondary more than I like Atlanta's. Russell Wilson's going to be able to make plays. Lockett, Metcalf are both. I mean, you know who you're playing. You're playing Lockett, Metcalf, Julio, Ridley. You you know the options here. Uh, I think Hayden Hurst, as as Jake talked about before, top eight tight end this week. Seattle gave up the most receptions and and receiving yards to tight ends last year, even more than Arizona, as I'll mention that again. Uh, but I think the Seahawks can do enough to get the job done in this game. I just th- I think they're still a better team with all of their flaws. I still think they're the better team, but it's going to be arguably – it's probably going to be the most exciting game of the weekend that nobody's talking about right now.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of exciting matchups. I think mostly I've got rose-colored glasses for any football at this point, but I do think there's – considering I was – was tempering my expectations for Mahomes and this team coming out and they looked pretty damn good and there wasn't a lot of rust. I was like, eh, okay, all right, I'm feeling pretty good. And, and Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson are two guys. They've been doing it for a while. They know that offense. They know those weapons. So I don't think it's going to take much for them to get going um, in, in that matchup.
1: I will say, Todd Gurley owners that didn't listen and you drafted him anyway, don't get too excited.
0: Okay. All right, there's there's the fantasy note of the week. Uh, uh on Todd Gurley, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles going on the road to play the Washington Football Team. Okay, I just want to make sure and get that. It's, there's going to be a dollar in the jar every time uh, we get that one or the Vegas Raiders wrong, and we'll donate it to some charity at the end of this year. Uh, the Eagles are a five and a half point favorite on the road in Washington. Jamie, you take this one first uh which way are you leaning we we have talked about this Ron Rivera defense uh for what seems like forever because he took that job pretty early on so what are your thoughts on this uh divisional matchup
2: so this line has moved a little bit this was uh plus six and a half for Washington beforehand I'm gonna go with Washington to cover in this game uh Philadelphia's banged up offensive line is going to get wrecked by this front seven. I think the Eagles still win this game, but I think they're going to have a lot of trouble on offense. No Alshon Jeffrey. It does look like Jalen Regeer might play in this game, which will help a little bit, but they're not going to have enough time to scheme up Deshaun Jackson going down the field if he's got five guys in his face right away. I think all of those injuries along the line uh, in Philadelphia might make this game a lot closer than maybe it should be on paper, because I think there's going to be a lot of pressure in Carson Wentz's face. He's going to have a really good game because of it as well. Cause I think they're going to have to throw this ball for four quarters in order to win this game, which is going to make him a, real, a pretty solid fantasy play this week. But I think this is a field goal game. I, I think the, uh, excuse me, I see that's put down. I think the Washington football team is going to play them <laughs> very close this week. And I think a lot of that's just because I have no faith in Philadelphia's offensive line right now. That unit is in complete disarray uh they have guys changing positions asking for more money to change positions getting hurt every week I, I think Miles Sanders looks like he's going to be at least a little bit limited I, I just I think they're going to have to rely on Carson Wentz playing hero ball a little bit late in this game to get by and I think they will but I think that Washington will be able to cover
1: wow it's week one so what the hell I'm gonna go the other way and I'm gonna lock it in for a lock of the week
0: Woo! Hey!
1: give me Carson Wentz all flipping day long playing hero ball Yes, okay. I agree with your take that this defense is going to play really well. I also think they're going to be out there for like 48 minutes. Dwayne Haskins-led offenses averaged nine points a game last year. I it's don't see bad. them being that much better. <laughs> if you want a fantasy take, start Philly's defense. I'm taking the Eagles, 27-17, lock of the week they cover.
0: Okay. Wow. I was not expecting that one. Uh, I'm excited. I know you drive the Carson Wentz hype train, so – I'm going to drive I the didn't... bus. I'm going
1: to drive in week one. I'm jumping on. Okay. Let's go.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, moving on. Chicago Bears going on the road to play the Detroit Lions. The Lions are the standard three-point favorite at home. Jake, don't fail me now, brother. What do you got going on in this one?
1: The Bears. That's cool. go. and taking the Bears. Uh, I'm only taking them by one, 28-27. Perfect. I think Eddie Pendiero kicks one at the end. <sighs> Uh, they pull it off. Look, I think it's going to be close. I like this Lions offense a lot. Uh, but I, I don't know what I'm getting from their defense. I think Trubisky – I love the interview I saw with him the other day. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I just saw a spark in his eye, man. Like, the, the whole Nick Foles thing, like, it didn't piss him off. It just set him off on another course of playing with a reckless abandon that I think he needs to play with. I'm not saying he's going to be a world beater, but I think he's going to play pretty freaking solid. I know they got injuries on this offense. David Montgomery might not play. I think that might help them actually in week one because Nagy never listens to us and runs the ball with Montgomery anyway. So you your high flying crap. I think Anthony Miller has a solid game. I think Robinson has a solid game. I think it's a bit of a shootout, but I think they kick a field goal at the end and Trubisky's leading the charge to kick that field goal to win the game.
0: All right, uh, we're going to have to count on Cairo Santos at the end because Eddie P's uh, not kicking for the next couple of weeks, but I think uh, oh, Eddie that's why. White...
1: All right, well, we're going Cairo Santos. I can still, I can still throw it out there. With the I was going
0: okay. to right, say, it's in a dome, Uh, so we don't got to worry about any of the shenanigans in Chicago. Jamie, what do you have happening in this one?
2: I really wanted to pick the Bears in this game, so I am. Uh, here's the deal. Trubis- <laughs> Paige, can you tell me when the last time Trubisky lost to the Lions was?
0: Uh, it wasn't last year. wasn't the year before.
2: No, it wasn't. Was it? Uh, And actually uh, his career completion percentage against the lions is higher than any other opponent. He's played more than once 70.1%, 23% Uh, of his career touchdowns are against the lions and only 12% of his game. Oh, by the way, guess who was a full participant in practice today? None other than running back, David Montgomery. Uh, The bears are going to cover the spread, win this game. And my lock of the week, is the over on 42-and-a-half. Both of these offenses consistently over the last two weeks uh, have, or last two years have scored more against each other than they have against and put up more yards against each other, I should say, than they have against other teams that they have faced. Uh, this is one of my locks of the week. I absolutely love the over here. So the over is my lock of the week, but I believe the Bears not only cover but win this game.
1: Yeah, I get it. I'm loving our stuff in week one right here
0: yeah this, this is getting the old juices flowing um yeah as I've said on multiple podcasts that I've been a guest on in the last couple of weeks apparently nobody knows what Mitch's record is against either the Vikings or the Lions it's amazing that everybody has crowned a bunch of people that lose over the last two seasons and continue to tell me that they're better so you know what bring on the staffer back Detroit we'll take care of that too Bears obviously taking care of business. You guys know where I sit on this one as per Mitchell usual.
2: Mitchell Trubisky, top 18 fantasy quarterback this week. So if you play Let's a deep league where that matters, uh, he's a little hint. When you wake up this morning, you're going to see sneaky starts on the draftnetwork.com for me for deep leagues. And he is one of the options at quarterback this week for all the reasons Let's I mentioned to
0: you earlier. ride Mitch. Mitch, let me tell you something, brother. I am going to be your number one most obnoxious fan. Especially coming off Deshaun Watson's poor performance. You better believe I'm going to be obnoxious on Sunday midday. And and that's that's exactly right. I'll pull a Dicka cigar out. That's right. There it is. Smack. it is. It's going to be next level obnoxious. So it, I'm not waiting. I don't got to wait any longer except one minute after that football game to get to that level. So. Before I turn this into a Bears podcast, let's move on to the yeah, Indianapolis. Yeah, don't do that because
1: they can still lose by 20. So let's
0: that's exactly we can give them some and love. Let's move on. K- we, Keep
2: an eye, by on. the way, on, on Kenny Galladay's hamstring injury. FYI. Yes. For those, the... uh,
0: that's a big one for sure, fantasy wise. All right. The Indianapolis Colts going on the road to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts are a big favorite here. Eight points. Bet online has them right now, Jake. Uh, we like the Colts. We've been on record um, about that. We're the official fan club of T.Y. Hilton. Um, if you didn't roster him on at least one team, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, as Jake and Jamie s- simultaneously delivered the dance at the same time, that was fantastic. Uh, where are you headed uh, with this one, Jake? Because Jacksonville is one of those teams that everybody is pretty well chalked up in the tank for Trevor conversation.
1: We'll give you a big L for a lock number two of the week. The Colts (laughs) cover that. I'm going 34-17 Colts. They're blowing the freaking doors off Jacksonville. Marlon Mack goes off in the first half. Jonathan Taylor goes off in the second half. And in between, Phillip Rivers lights it up to T.Y. Hilton for a bunch. The star here is the underrated Colts defense. I've talked about for a couple years, their front seven being whatever. This young secondary they kept drafted the last couple years is finally all healthy together. Gardner Minshew is going to be running for his life. I think he'll make some fun plays here and there. DJ Chark is interesting. Milishka Chenault could be interesting. I'm very interested to see how they use him as we're talking about guys to pay attention to uh, later on. But I, I look, they are veteran led Philip Rivers. I, saw, I loved his interview the other day. My first day of practice, it wasn't like I went out and called a play and said, "Oh, I hope this is what they meant to do. He knew exactly what the play was designed to do. And he knew what the play was because he has familiarity with the head coach and the play caller. They're not missing a beat. I, Colts are sneaky, sneaky, really good, solid team all the way around.
2: Yeah, I agree. Colts. Colts will cover this. Uh, this is like the second biggest spread of the weekend behind the game we just covered on Thursday Night Football. But I, I don't know how Jacksonville is going to stay close in this game. I really don't. The Colts have all their weapons right now. I think Marlon Mack's going to have a big game. He's going to get the majority of the touches so far. Uh, I, you know, Chark might get his. Uh, Chris Thompson, especially in the second half when they're down fourteen or plus uh, to get some dump off throws from issue. But the Colts are just a better team on, at pretty much every level. I, I, just, I, know, I, I just can't see Jacksonville hanging with them. I know that's not exactly next level analysis, but give me one area that the Jacksonville does better than Indianapolis. Throw the ball? No. Run the ball? No. Block on the, on the line? No. Better defense Better defense in front? No. Better linebacking core? No. I mean, what, what, what do they have? Like, I just, I, I can't see this being a close game.
0: Okay, moving on to the- I was to shocked to
1: hear eight, by the way. That's why I, I, I'm just, I'm I got my asterisks on my potential locks because I don't know okay. what the Lions are until so you guys say them, right? I'm jumping in with the L after the TY right there, baby. Look like a freaking cheerleader in the background. My arms flying all over the place. But uh, <laughs> I, I, eight was like, yeah, give me some of that.
0: All right, let's talk about the other NFC North divisional foes. That is the Green Bay Packers going on the road to play the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are a two and a half point favorite here. Jamie, which way are you leaning here? I have seen this, this, maybe it's because I'm a Bears fan and I follow a lot of people in this division, but I've seen a lot of discussion about this game in the betting community and, and kind of all over the place, um, especially in light of the fact there's been some major injuries for the Minnesota Vikings uh, and question marks around what we're going to see on Sunday going into this game.
2: Uh, I'm taking the Packers here plus two and a half, and I'm not really even that, that concerned about it. Um, d- no Daniel Hunter in this game. You already don't have Linval Joseph from previous years. You're, you're working in a couple rookies in the secondary. Uh, you're, rook- you're trying to figure out who can be that replacement option for you for Stephon Diggs. I like Jefferson, but it's going to take a little bit for him to get up to speed. You know, you're going to be running a lot of Adam Thielen, Ola B.C. Johnson. Uh, I just think the Packers are a better overall team right now because I don't think – you know the, the knock on the Packers is what? Their, their offensive skill position weapons. Does Minnesota really have them beat in that category? I don't think so. And I like the Packers' defense a lot more than I like what's left of Minnesota's. Uh, I, I think the Packers not only cover this game but win on the road.
1: I'm going to jump in and drive one more train for you in week one. I'm going to go the other way, take the Vikings 28-24. I don't really know why. I'm just Shit. going with my gut on this one. But you're telling me with all that analysis that Kirk Cousins has to outplay Aaron Rodgers, and I think he does
2: it. Well, to be okay. fair, the Packers are zero and zero, so he's legally allowed to. Very true. <laughs> I, did, I did not consider Look, the fact that Packers don't have. The playoff win, win in
1: Orleans last year takes us out of that. We can't even go there anymore. We got uh, to give some some love. Come on.
0: That that record is still going to be a thing on this on this show. The one thing I will mention, and I'm going to have to go back and see, but I believe this statistic is right. So, Hank, you're going to have to go cross-reference this one for me. I believe that since the Vikings have moved into the new stadium, Aaron Rodgers has not won in that building. I believe that that is true. Um, no? Okay. Hank, is, Hank is the, it was until last year, I bet, that they, that they took care of that because it is one of the things that I remember hearing about from Green Bay fans nonstop. But this one uh, is 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 always a good game. Aaron does struggle when he goes to to Minnesota to play, so that's the one hesitation. But Jake, uh, I kind of I was leaning towards picking Minnesota in this one, um, but uh, we'll see. I, Jamie, I think everybody that I saw on Twitter in sports gambling space was jumping on the Green Bay Packers getting points Perfect. especially. Perfect. Yeah, so that's the case. Then
1: give me the give me the vibe. You're
0: gonna you're gonna zag, okay? All right, gonna the L.A. Zag. Chargers. They, Week one, you, know, you got
1: to throw a little zig and a little zag in
0: there. I'm with you. True. The L.H. I didn't, as you know, nothing will bring me more joy than watching. Although uh, the best case scenario here is they tie. A tie. So L.H. L.A. Chargers I'll take it. going on. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly right. You will take it, Jamie. All that's right, a the L.A. the L.A. Chargers going on the road to play the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Chargers are a favorite on the road here for Joey Burrow's debut. Uh, looking forward to seeing if he brings that "I'm gonna play every day like it's the Super Bowl" to his game one performance. Jake, what are you expecting in this one? Because I'm, I'm. Maybe it's because I'm. This whole podcast is the pseudo uh, LA Chargers fans, or maybe it's because I'm excited by. I'm buying into all the Joey Burrow hype. Um, just from an excitement factor, right? Uh, what do you think is going to happen in this one? Three. L.A.
1: Ooh, mama mia. I'm going <laughs> to give you my third lock of the week. Three? Who the – there's way too many people watching Nate Burleson on freaking Good Morning or Good whatever the hell the name of the show is uh, buying into the Bengals. I'm going 30 to 20. Chargers cover this. Are you kidding me? Three? The disrespect. Are you – Wow. This is absurd. Look, I think Joey Burrow is going to be smoking cigars in the parking lot after the game because he's got to numb the freaking pain of getting hit in the mouth from this defense he's about to see. His offensive line sucks. You cannot run up the middle on him. I'm a Joe Mixon owner in a couple leagues, and I'm not excited about this matchup whatsoever, but he's one of the only options they have. He's going to have to throw it all over the place, but there's going to be some picks in his future. Three, are you shitting me? I didn't have three locks coming into this, but I got three right now. And we're not even like two thirds of the way through this thing, man. Like, yes, lock that in for my third lock of the week. The Chargers win that. and cover.
2: Yeah, I don't get this line. Uh, Chargers are going to win this game. Uh, Joe Burrow might have a nice yardage game, but he's not going to score a lot. And the reality is he's going to be on his ass a lot because Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa are going to destroy Bobby Hart and the debuting Jonah Williams in this game. Um, I, I, I don't get it. I know the loss of Derwin James hurts, but that's, th- that's secondary. Not is still that much. Really, really good. I mean, they're three deep with great corners. I, I just, uh, I was waiting I for this line it. to be
1: 11 and a half.
2: You said, yeah, I don't great. get it. And by the way, like Tyrod Taylor's fine. I, I think yes. this, is, this has to be Tyrod Taylor hate, right? There's no way this line makes sense. Otherwise they are, how much better
1: is the I don't Bolt's
2: offensive line? They're going to
1: run it. Yeah, which is going to give Tyrod play action off this. I don't love Keenan Allen either in this matchup, but I think by just game flow, he's going to have like four for 75.
0: I also don't – you also can't love a rookie quarterback who's had a month to prepare playing against Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Like, I don't need to know what's going on for the offense because I'm terrified for Joe Bosa. Not to mention
1: Murray, the middle linebacker from Oklahoma. They came back in the first round. I love that addition.
2: So this is also a lock of the week for me. This is my second of the Sunday games. I have one for Monday as well that we won't talk about today. But fun fact trivia time. When was the last quarterback to number one overall pick quarterback to win the week one of the next season?
0: Well, Kyler Murray didn't win last year. But it's um, been a hot
1: minute. I'm gonna
0: go like two thousand
2: four or five. I'll go I'll go two thousand seven. Uh no, it's actually before all of that. David Carr.
0: Holy Ooh. shit. <laughs>
1: It was like by 90 that that's a I think great was
2: like, oh, two? when did the texas wow. come in the league whatever yeah, that yeah, year he was won
1: their debut he won their oh, debut two? against yeah. the cowboys
2: and no number one overall pick has won the ne- the debut the next year you know coming immediately into the league in that season starting the week one. Of time, that year. i'm pretty
1: sure he was less than 50 percent completion percentage.
2: <laughs> probably that game. probably Also, imagine Uh, losing to an expansion franchise to start start the season, but let's see. But yeah, so yeah, this is my lock of the week as well. I think Burrow's going to have a nice yardage game because he's going to have to throw it a ton. And I think they're going to, especially the way, especially with the cover three that the Chargers play, they'll just give them a lot underneath when they're up twenty-one points in the second half. They're like, all right, whatever, take your seven, take your eight, take your fifteen. We're still going to walk out of this here one and zero. Oh. So, yeah, I I was surprised to see this this low as well. Uh, I'm with you. Lock of the week.
1: This almost makes me want to drive to Vegas right now and then drive back tomorrow morning after I place my bet, which I don't do. But like, <laughs> this is absurd. Three. Yeah,
0: little little disrespect. Play to win the game.
1: I keep hearing myself as like Herman Edwards in my head. Three. <laughs>
0: oh we're we're in rare form already all right the Arizona Cardinals going on the road to play the San Francisco 49ers the Niners are a touchdown favorite at home if you know anything about this matchup last year Arizona was one of the teams that actually played the card that actually was able to play the Niners close not only once but twice they gave them trouble so very interested to hear what you guys have to say about this one. Jamie, I'll go to you first on the road, the Arizona Cardinals. What are you expecting in the debut?
2: I think they cover here. I think this is going to be another really close game. Uh, as much as there was optimism, it does not look like Debo Samuel is going to play a might miss this game. Although he's looks more like he's more likely than Sam Samuel to play uh, Kittle's fine, but he's been a little bit banged up, but he'll, he'll be fine. And the tight ends will have success, but uh, I think this is going to be a lot closer game. There are more weapons for Kyler Murray to throw to now. San Francisco's a little bit beat up. I think if they were at full strength, I think San Francisco would be able to cover this, but uh, I think they're going to be a little bit of, uh, this game is going to be a little bit closer. And I think a lot of people would see, and a lot of people will would look at their final records and say, but, Again, this team that wasn't quite as good played them well. Kenyon Drake looks like he's healthy, ready to go, not missing any time in practice. I still will pick the Niners to win this game, but I think this is a, you know, a Robbie Gold field goal at the end or a field goal late. Maybe they make a play on defense at the end. Uh, but I, I think this is going to be a third consecutive close Cardinals-Niners game.
1: Couldn't agree more, Jamie. I got 28-23 Niners, uh, but I don't feel that great about it. I think the Cardinals can going to go win this game. I think the Niners have enough players, and I think that defense is still strong enough that they get the win, but I don't think they cover that. That's a, to me, that's a big number. For all the injuries that they have and everything they've kind coming off the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl hangover is real, all that kind of stuff, the Cardinals got better, and they played them well, like you said, last year. That's a big number to me. I think they cover that.
0: Yeah, the Super Bowl hangover is real. A lot of Niners fans upset that people aren't expecting them to just go back and repeat to be in the Super Bowl this year. Really hard to do that. Uh, There's a reason that that Super Bowl hangover is talked about. Uh, And I I think especially in light of the fact they got a lot of injuries will be very interesting, um, that one. Next game, it's a pretty big one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to play the New Orleans Saints. I had to look at this line twice just to double check I was looking at it correctly. And maybe it's because I'm sitting in the homer chair, but the New Orleans Saints are three-and-a-half point favorites at home, Jamie, in this one. What are you expecting in the Tom Brady, Tampa Bay debut on the road in New Orleans?
2: I'm expecting the best football game of the weekend that I will not spoil by trying to bet on it. Um, (laughs) I'm going to lean toward the Saints here. I've gone back and forth all week. Uh, These are two just top of the NFC teams with a lot of talent everybody's pretty much healthy on new Orleans side. Mike Evans is going to be hit probably a game time decision, which is really unfortunate. I hope he doesn't miss this game because I think it it, it would be even better with watching him and Godwin at full speed. I have to pick a side here. I'm going to take the Saints at home. I would have taken Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay, and I think that's probably how it's going to, exactly how it's going to go for me this season. I think they're two incredibly even, evenly matched teams, and their battle to see who gets to have home field, maybe advantage in the NFC, but definitely home field for a couple of rounds is going to be one of the biggest storylines that we follow throughout the season. Uh, I unconfidently lean toward the Saints here uh, while everybody healthy, but uh, I think this is going to be – I know this is going to be the most hyped game of the weekend, but it absolutely deserves to be.
1: Great time to remind everybody that I don't pick the Bucs games, but I will talk about this. Uh, Marcus Davenport has not practiced the last couple days for the saints. So that that could be a big thing for them, not getting Jadavion Clowney and not having their young pass rusher. They traded up to get on the other side of Cameron Jordan. uh, I think, I think it's going to be, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a great game. If I was to pick, I'd probably have to lean towards the saints, just being at home three points first time out. But, man, if you break this down position by position, like we do a lot of games, I think you just – the only question is you have to see it. We have no preseason games. We have nothing but a scrimmage and a little bit of highlights to go on. Sean Payton and Drew Brees have been doing this for a long time. They don't have the home field advantage either with the crowd noise. Uh, But, God, I think it's going to be a freaking awesome game to watch.
0: Yeah. By the way, Mike
1: Evans doesn't – I'd rather miss Mike Evans for this game and have him for the rest of September – than him try yes. to gut this out and we miss him for a month. One hundred percent. Teams coming up, he's gonna light the world on fire against. And I think they can get by either way. And I don't I don't know if he doesn't play, they still can't win this game. Uh, they got a lot of pieces you gotta stop. But I, I'd rather him miss it if that's the case. And I will caution all Bucks fans that are listening, the world doesn't end if you don't win this game. You're not supposed to win this game on the road week one against the three time defending champion in the division. If you do, it's a huge bonus. I think you're damn capable of it, but it's not the end of the world. So stop with all that before it even gets here.
0: I think it's, that's a solid reminder mm-hmm. um, for everyone, right? The overreaction that happens uh, each and every game. None of us, as much as we like the Buccaneers and are very excited about it, think that they're going 16 and 0. Okay. They're going to lose some games. That's how this goes. It's the NFL. And this is the, the team that they're going to be playing in their division. That's probably the toughest matchup. One of the tougher matchups they'll have all season long. Um, and if they split, which is what I envision will happen, um, they have a really, really good shot to be the number one overall seed coming out of this, coming out of the NFC. All that being said, this page,
1: if they do win it, watch out.
0: I, all that being said, I've had a good feeling about this game for a while and I, I'm not going to pick it officially, but I just – don't be surprised if there's some positive Greek juju happening on Sunday night mid-afternoon for the the old Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay? So I think there's a lot to look forward to, and I'm already, like – can we just get there? Cause I, that's all I'm, I'm just waiting ready for. for my
1: eyes to see what I've been watching I, on my phone. i exa- like, dude, social media. I just I, that's the see thing. Game.
0: I just, that's exactly right. I, the no preseason stuff, as much as I know it doesn't matter, it's still me seeing football, right? I'm like okay I get that I it, it doesn't matter. Throw
1: and some timing, a route that's run the wrong way. We're trying to get new. I'm okay with mistakes. What I don't want to do is like lose on a block kick or some BS like that, right? That would suck. But I'm okay with, I just want to see it. I want to see it all for mm-hmm. this. This is an unprecedented off season. What Jason Light has done has been unprecedented. I'm just ready to see it on the field.
0: Yeah. Kid in the candy store, man. I'm just ready to see the shiny new toys in Tampa. Like It's like, you got a bunch of nice Christmas presents, but you haven't been able to play with them yet. Right. It's like, the Oh dude, I'm, I'm I, I can't go there because I'm just so like it's just the the excitement maybe level Maybe it's not this
1: week. I just whenever it is. Like I told I am a quarter on the show. The only other man's jersey I've ever worn other than my dad's and mine was Dan Marino one time to school in like 5th grade. <laughs> I'm debating on Brady or Gronk. And I haven't decided yet. I, let's
0: let's wait let's wait until week 1. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. I, maybe both before it's over with. Yeah, listen, man. It's there's there's some qualifiers here. Where by the way, Leonard
1: Fournette may be in the running for this before the season's over with.
0: Too, I'm not, <laughs> I,
2: I'm not counting that out totally. Nothing I will, will buy make it for me, you, maybe. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, I will. Nothing We're, will make, make that me a business happy.
2: expense.
0: I need a photo of Jake with Leonard Fournette side by side. Boy, no, yeah, that's exact. I need that as the podcast cover for next year's podcast. Good lord! All right, Sunday night football. Dallas Cowboys, LA Rams, a lot of excitement there too, gentlemen. We got we got high-powered offense. We got everything that is the Dallas Cowboys and all that comes with that circus each and every year. Um, and the LA Rams and whether or not they can bounce back, right, and be a high-flying offense once again, um, coming off of some real excitement with hard knocks and, and everybody kind of dialing back in. What does Sean McVay do? Here's the real challenge, Jake. We're looking at Sean McVay. All right, Wonder Boy, what are you doing? What are you coming back with? This is a really, really good opportunity for him to give a middle finger to the NFL and the media by taking care of the Dallas Cowboys on primetime. What do you think's going to happen in this one? What's the line? Three, Dallas Cowboys.
1: Doesn't matter because I'm picking the Rams either way. Ah. Yep. Uh, I knew you were going to say Dallas something. I'm going 27-24 Rams. I think Sean McVay gives two middle fingers to the NFL Let's go. community and says, here's my high-flying Rams without Todd Gurley, without Brandon Cooks. These guys are going to be flying around. Jared Goff's going to play better. And it all starts with, I think, an upgraded offensive line. I think they're going to play a little bit better up there. Dallas lacks a pass rush. They put Sean Lee on IR. The secondary's weak. Kyle Clinton-Dix couldn't even make the team. I don't mean, know who's playing. this? This secondary is just bad. And I think – they're going to have to put up some big numbers to make this happen. The deal, it. I don't know the Dak's going to match it. Dallas is getting all this credit for, like, the best offense ever. What they need to do is give it to Zeke about 45 times, and I don't think they will. So I, I think the Dallas blow-up disaster is, starts right now in week one and freaking primetime Sunday night. I think the Rams get it done at home to open SoFi Stadium.
2: Um, I fully agree with you, by the way. Uh, I yeah! the Rams win. Get on the chain, baby! Um, I I would like you to tell me who is going to stop Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby on that Dallas defense. Is it Darian Thompson? Is it Xavier? Is it Xavier Woods? Is it who is it going to be? Is it Trevon Diggs as a rookie? Who who in that secondary is going to make a play? Who in that linebacking core is going to make a play? Like I, I just this is going to be a shootout. I, I have gone back and forth about whether or not I want to bet the over here. It's the highest total, I believe, uh, of the weekend, aside from the game we just watched. Uh, I believe it's 52 at Bet Online right now, 52, 52 and a half. It's kind of moved a little bit. Uh, I think this is an absolute shootout. I think this plays right into the Rams' hand. They have plenty of weapons to match Dallas's weapons. Uh, I, I, I'm really excited for this. I, I, they don't have as good a running back. They, they're running back. They don't have anybody like Zeke, but I think this is going to be a very pass-heavy game. I think the Rams are going to make enough plays. Uh, I, I'm excited for this game. This is, this is going to be an offensive shootout, and I think Jared Goff and company are going to be able to hold their own in this game, and we're, and we're going to see what Sean McVay's counterpunch is. With all of those weapons, I'm expecting big game from Cup, big game from Woods. Either Jefferson or Reynolds, I think, could have a really solid game as well. Dallas's inability to get off the field on defense is going to be a problem. So unless they run a very Zeke-heavy ball control offense in this game, I think they're going to find themselves having to go tit for tat with the Rams in this matchup.
1: Jamie, if I'm the, if we're going to learn a lot about the Cowboys offense and sure. the egos mm-hmm. that are going to be flying around the Cowboys coaching staff. Because if I'm on that coaching staff right now, you can't look at this game and not see a shootout brewing in the making. And how do you stop that? You keep that Rams offense off the field. I'm going to give it to Zeke 40 times. We'll play action off of that. I don't give a damn that we drafted CeeDee Lamb first because he dropped to us and we have this high-flying whatever, and that Zeke's playing at $32 million on the franchise tag, or Dak is, whoever, I'm giving it to Zeke 40 times. And I'm controlling this game that way because I know my defense is limited. If we don't see that, then we already know the Eagles in Dallas are too big for the building, and they're gonna thinking they're going to go out there and light it up, and they're going to have number one offense. I think it's going to bite them in the ass if that's their game plan.
0: Guys, we've reached the end of these games, and, man. Can we so- do it
1: again? That was too much fun.
0: I know it feels good to go through all the lines it there's some you guys agreed on some good stuff you disagreed on some good stuff you guys got some great locks of the week that you can go take advantage of on betonline.ag right now so be sure to do that final thoughts on today's podcast as we lead into week weekend number one of the NFL Jake I will let you take it first
1: I got a message for all the kids out there. I feel like shit, but you know what happens when you feel like shit? You suck it up. You put your big boy pants on. You put on a damn good show. If you could tell, I got a little bit of a head cold going on. But I think this world needs a little bit more of a suck it up, put your big boy pants on, and just deal with shit. So there you go. I'm dealing with shit. It was a fun show. I could do it again right now. It's my final (laughs) thoughts going into the weekend. I feel like it's like, Mike Evans, deal with some shit. Actually don't. I'm not I'm, I'm not saying monster. Oh, don't actually. I just want to see you out there. I want to feed, I want to see the full <laughs> team because everybody else is healthy. That that was a joke. But actually the rest of it was was my my exact final thought.
0: All right, Jamie, final I'll thoughts?
2: Sur- I'll circle back to what I said at the start of the show. We we will we would have watched two D three schools play this weekend, but <laughs> There are some really, really good matchups. There are some real, I, I, we just talked about Dallas Rams as exciting football. I think Cardinals 49ers is going to be exciting. Buck Saints is the game that everybody's looking forward to. How does Joe Burrow look in, in game one? How does Chase Young and that pass stretch go against Philadelphia? What does Cam Newton look like in week one against Miami? Uh, I mean, all of these, Phillip Rivers' debut, uh, I mean, it's Followed just. Followed up by the
1: Rams and the, and the Cowboys yeah. tonight.
2: And Seahawks-Falcons, which could put up 60-plus points. Uh, you know, what is – I mean, it's just it's, – it's, what is Baker Mayfield's return? I mean, he had the nice little Hulu commercial where he made fun of himself. He said, you guys told me to stop yeah. doing commercials, so I stayed home this time, and they just put my head on the guy. Like, I'm just – there's so many really exciting matchups to watch this weekend. Like, there are legitimately six, seven, eight games that you go, this is must-see football. Uh, I, I'm really ex- – I cannot wait – for Scott Hansen's countdown on red zone. I am waiting for that ticker to just go down just to 10 to nine to eight, to see the new graphic, to see Scott Hansen. Tell us that, you know, welcome to seven hours of commercial free football.
0: Oh God, bless America. Scott can't wait. (laughs) See, it's just, it's, there were so many things that I thought might happen to, to derail us getting to this point that my final thoughts are just to be grateful or having football. I think we have all gotten to a point in which we took uh, little things for granted. Having coffee with your friends, going out for dinner, watching the sports that you love. The little things that you probably thought were just normal that now feel extra special. I know watching football tonight felt really damn special. And I think that's the message for the group is I I hope you sit down. I hope you hang out with some family or some friends. You enjoy some socially distanced fun uh, and some really damn good food and a hell of a slate of games to kick things off. Because, man, oh, man, if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs kicking things off didn't get your blood going, I don't really know what's going to get it going, people, because that is, that is just about as good as it gets. So enjoy, enjoy your first weekend of NFL. As a reminder, you can if you are a premium member, you can come talk to us on Sunday morning inside premium slack with all of your start and sit questions. So if you haven't become a premium member, all you got to do is go to the draft and hit the be the expert tab. And you can come join us on Sunday mornings to get some advice. So be sure to be sure to do that and be sure to eat some good food this weekend. All right, Jake, tell everybody how they can follow you on social media.
1: Jake B Arians on Twitter.
2: Jamie. Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter.
0: You guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the show at TDN fantasy and be sure to check out all of our fantasy content heading into the weekend on the draftnetwork.com.
1: Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.